Hey folks, it's Jeff. Uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, we recorded this episode. Well, we started recording it before the Jaden Delora COVID news dropped. And then partway through, we learned about the Jaden Delora COVID news. Um, when we got to the part about previewing the offense, uh, we really focused in on Cam and Cooper because we assumed he'd probably be the guy uh, to take over. Um, since then, some some other tweets have come out that have said that Gunnar Cruz took the first team snaps uh, in practice. So we don't know who's going to start. Uh, but what we can tell you is this, that our line of thinking doesn't change very much depending on whether it's Cooper or Cruz. Uh, we see them as guys with similar skill sets. So, uh, you know, the, with similar opportunities against a, a pretty bad defense. So um, as you're listening to it and as you listen to us talk about Cam and Cooper, uh, you can just sub in Cruz and, and, and we feel like the analysis pretty much stays the same. So just keep that in mind as you listen. Uh, thanks for listening and go Kooks. Hey, Craig. Hey, Jeff. What's up? I don't know. I'm ready to to talk some football. You are just well, that's football. Good. Ooh, just football. Yeah. No beer for all you people who are like, why do they always talk about beer? I don't even like beer. Like no beer. T- I mean, I'm drinking beer. Yeah, me but, too. Oh, I wasn't gonna, gonna have gonna, one, but that's But we're not gonna talk is, about it. Uh, I know. I was kind of feeling the same way. Um, but the same way. But yeah, this is podcast versus everyone. Stanford preview edition. Uh, I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Neusser. Yeah, um, that's me. We're back again. Football time. Uh, Heck yeah. So, 0 and 2, Stanford Cardinal, 1 and 1, WSU Cougars. <laughs> yeah, no. Who would have seen that coming? Well, I think it, I it's not think totally it, implausible, but still, it's like, ugh. well, Stanford's I, 0 and 2. I mean, I think before this season, I don't think anyone would have, like, been that shocked by it they both their games are on the road and uh you know or i guess no colorado was at home never mind colorado was at home um, and so i mean Col- colorado was roundly expected to be like to be the worst team in the conference like, right? yeah which you know like that's what everybody's know. expecting anyway yeah um but uh yeah colorado's two and oh uh it, they always seem to uh be a little bit better than everyone thinks they are um but yeah they they uh Jumped out to a huge. Stanford got down to out to a huge deficit uh, in the third quarter, and then uh, stormed back to make that game look a lot closer by the end. But still, with you know they were they were relying on a stop with about two minutes left to try to you know come back and win and try uh, to have a chance. Yeah, and uh, didn't happen. Um, so so yeah, they. Uh, they're 0 and 2, 35 32. I know I gave up on that game like when it was 28 9, like midway through the third quarter. So I, I tell you, I did not see any of the uh, comeback attempt or anything. Um, actually, so Stanford did get the ball back, it looks like, um, with some time left, not much, and then just fumbled the ball. But, uh, um, but yeah, so. Um, so I didn't see the end. I just ended up seeing the score pop up later. Uh, while I was watching, you know, other games and, uh, I was like, whoa, that, that got tight. Um, so I guess we can kind of start off with talking about, um, Stanford's offense, uh, which has had two different quarterbacks through the first two games because Davis Mills, um, who threw for over 500 yards against the Cougs last year, uh, had a, uh, uh, False positive on a COVID test and was held out of uh, the game against Oregon. 
And uh, we've talked we talked last week quite a bit about um, Jack Shaw and his limitations. Um, so that kind of held them back against Oregon. Um, so did a bunch of missed field goals on their offense. Um, and then we saw in this game, uh, Davis Mills was in, and they threw the ball a hell of a lot, probably trying to come back. Now, Jeff, do you think that uh, that that David Shaw is going full on like what we saw a couple of years ago when they were just hucking the ball around and giving up? You know, when 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 they played the Cougs, or or, <laughs> or uh, is this just a a, a, a a product of how that that Colorado game went, where they were down twenty eight nine late in the late, midway in the second half? Well, if there's one thing that I absolutely to the core of my being believe about David Shaw is that David Shaw to the core of his being believes he's smarter than everybody else, Um, which makes him really kind of the perfect fit for Stanford, right? Like Mm -hmm. he's, uh, he, he very much brings a, a pro football mentality to, uh, to, to his coaching philosophy. Um, it's and not that, not that every pro football coach is like this now, obviously, uh, NFL coaches have gotten a little more aggressive and, you know, a little more pass happy and, and kind of all those things. But, but he sort of at his core is the, um, sort of, sort of the conservative guy, right? I mean, he was best mm-hmm. known for doing the, the big, heavy intellectual brutality crap, uh, for a while, you know, recruiting, you know, like seven, five star linemen and then bringing them all in the game at the same time, you know, stuff like that. Right. And having Christian McCaffrey and Bryce love and, you know, kind of, you know, using those guys to just ride around and big, run. Athletic yeah, tight big, ends. big, huge, like six foot five tight ends who ran like wide receivers, you know, like all those guys are playing in the NFL now. Like, okay. So known for that, but you know, one thing about NFL coaches is that they, they feel supremely confident in their ability to scheme up some sort of advantage. Right. And like, like we hear this from Pete Carroll all the time, like even as the defense, like tonight has played well, but in the past, maybe got, got shredded uh, like a couple weeks ago against the bills. Right. Like they get shredded through the air. Uh, The bills decide they're going to throw the ball 50 times. And Pete Carroll's like, man, I thought we had a really good game plan to stop their run. They really surprised us with all that passing. And it's like, you know, every coach in the NFL thinks that they've got some sort of like tactical advantage that they can deploy. So that's all a really long winded way to say David Shaw thinks like that. And so when it comes to what he's going to do on any given Saturday, it's really, it's really tough to know, right? Like, like he could run the ball 40 times one week, pass the ball 50 times the next, which is what he's done so far this year. They ran the ball. Now, some of that may have had to do with the quarterback situation in the opener against Oregon, right? Mills was out. You mentioned that, but um, you know, but they ran the ball a ton, had some pretty good success. Um, and then Colorado, of course, they threw the ball a billion times. And you mentioned they, you know, fell way behind. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's kind of hard to imagine him just totally abandoning the run. So there, there had to be some part of him that was like, you know, we can really dial up the passing game if we have to. So what we're going to see on Saturday, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, Cougars have a new defense, new defensive coordinator. David Shaw is going to, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll be happy if he throws the ball 50 times because – I think that's the stronger part of our defense right now, but yeah. you know, who knows? I have no idea. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. It's interesting. They, so they threw the ball 26 times in the first game, uh, between two different quarterbacks. And then, uh, they only threw the ball 19 times in the first half against Colorado, then hucked it 37 times in the second half. So yeah. The, and had a lot the, of success too. Well, that's the other. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, overall, 
the numbers aren't great. Like he threw 56 passes to get 300. Uh, he was basically 5.8 yards per pass, like which is well below good. Um, if you 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 generally want like seven yards of pass as the minimum, and then anything better than that, you're starting to get better and better. You yeah. Know, like a more so there's a suggestion offense. there that maybe Colorado was sort of content to let them dink and dunk down the field, right, with a big lead. Yeah. But it almost course, cost them, but of course, last year, um, as I mentioned, Mills threw for 500 yards, 10 yards of pass against WSU. They yeah. had some turnover, you know, issues and like that, and that kind of helped that game turn into a blowout for the Cougs um, and the Cougs offense was just, you know, clicking themselves. So uh, it, it'll be interesting uh, this time around. I definitely think uh, Davis Mills is, you know, I'd much rather have their other quarterbacks in there. He's a solid quarterback. Um, he, uh, as we talked about before, like he, um, he's, he was obviously going to force Costello out of the starting job. Um, and that's why Costello was leaving. Um, and he honestly looked better because Costello, when he was injured last year, uh, Mills looked better in relief. Um, yep. So he's he's a pretty solid passer, big guy. Yep. Um, so I, I I think he can definitely challenge this. He I, I he's he's I would say he's better than Tristan Jebbia. <laughs> yeah, and, I think that's know, pretty safe. I you know I don't know if I I don't know if he's better than Tyler Shucked is because Shucks running ability is uh, tough to defend. Um, but he's definitely going to put more pressure on WC's defense than Trish and Gebby. And I think overall, uh, the Stanford offense is, is going to be a bigger challenge than that Oregon state offense was at least, uh, maybe in their first game, who knows, they could, they could come out and be something better later. But, um, yeah. So, um, if you look at the numbers, uh, you know, they're 52nd in SP plus, which isn't great, but when you look at WC's defense is 101st. Uh, uh, obviously there's a lot of preseason stuff put in there, but, uh, the reason they put that preseason stuff in there is because a lot of times it's fairly predictive. Um, so WC's defense isn't good. Um, we, we saw that firsthand, you know, that we've talked, we talked about that. I won't dwell on that too much, but the last half of last game, uh, really showed. And then the last half of the Oregon state game kind of showed their uh you know their their weaknesses um which is many uh but uh yeah so obviously one guy uh, that worries me greatly on the stanford offense is sammy fajoko yep um definitely a guy that can get behind the defense or a guy that can catch a short pass and make a man miss and run away from you and he's a big dude like that's the other part like he's strong he doesn't necessarily need to get around somebody to make a miss. Um, you know, he's fast and strong and tall, kind of the, you know, prototypical Stanford receiver that um, that we've gotten used to. So <laughs> definitely, definitely going to be a challenge, no doubt. Yeah, so he's got eight catches for 162 yards already this year. So 20 yards a catch with some, you know, DK Metcalf type numbers there. Um, they got another guy, Michael Wilson. You know, he's – He's been he's got ten catches, hundred and thirty yards. He's you'll you'll see him get the ball. Um it's it's the funny thing is, you know, we talked about last week that, you know, they might not necessarily have their big tight ends anymore, but they do have huge tight ends. They just haven't used them that much. 
And I'll be curious to see if they might deploy them a little more this week because they got a couple guys that are like in the 6'3", 6'5", 230 to 250 range that line up at tight end, and they've only caught a couple passes, you know, about five passes between the two of them uh, so far this year. But I'll, it'll be interesting to see um, if, if either of them, and they both have good names, um, that there's uh, uh, <laughs> the Elijah Higgins um, and Scooter Harrington. Mm. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some special packages for them. Just Sco- to to... wait, Scooter Harrington. Yeah. <laughs> like that name is like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out what that, like that's that, that is that the most Stanford name ever? Yeah, he's maybe? probably, he's probably like a physics major too. Yeah. Um, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. Like that's, he's just a big dude, like six, five, two fifty. And I wonder if his real name. So like, I wonder if he's like, uh, like, like a legacy guy who's actually like, you know, Reginald, you know, Samuel Harrington, the fourth, but we call him scooter. Yeah. You right. know, and he's some sort of like, you know, I don't know that tip, whatever. It's so, just like that name cracked me up. Okay. So this is, this is really his first year of like seeing big action and he caught his first touchdown against Colorado. So maybe, you know, he's getting more and more use. Um, I'm trying to scroll through. His full name is Scott James Harrington, um, and his yes, his dad. His dad is Scott. So <laughs> there you go, nailed it. Um, I got it. Did, so, did yeah. his dad also go to Stanford, or did he go to Yale or Harvard? It doesn't. It doesn't say. Yeah, um, they probably would yeah. say if he did go to Stanford. But <laughs> but what I said is he physics major. He's actually getting his master's in sustainability science, and he has, and then he got his. A bachelor's in management science and engineering. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's, I mean, okay. Sustainability, like that's okay. I, I'm okay with that guy then. Well, no, I'm just saying like, that's, that's like, that's what football players at Stanford. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's right? yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 That's right? yeah. Yeah. That, that ain't happening at others. No general Remem- studies majors down there at Stanford. Remember scooter. And, and I got to go back to Elijah Higgins for a yes. second because that dude is, he's, he's panning for gold like he's a tree he's one of the he must be like a, a a descendant of one of the 49ers um like he like elijah higgins um, that's right <laughs> I, I don't know that, they sound just, like a law firm man. Just, yeah just just the combo of those two players it's like of course the their giant higgins and harrington attorneys yeah. at law yeah, Higgins and Harrington, attorneys at law. Yeah, so we yeah, fight Higgins, for your rights. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. You. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I, go, so, yeah, go. Higgins another big big body, six three two thirty. I think he'll probably. I, he's actually listed as a wide receiver, but I'm pretty sure they play him more like uh, more like a tight end. Yeah, uh, but he's he's a much more talented guy. He was a four star recruit. Um, he's just a sophomore. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how if you know he can cause trouble for us. I think Stanford has some weapons um, in the passing game if they want to use them. Like they have some talent. Um, it's just a matter of if they will use it or not. Um, but if they don't, uh, so far uh, the guy they have taken the bulk of the carries um, hasn't been super impressive. Um, it's uh, Austin Jones. He's 29 carries, 109 yards. That's not exactly great. 3.76 yards a carry. Um, and then you have, but then you have Nathaniel Pete, 
Uh, where are these these freaking names, man? <laughs> N- like, I'm sorry, like Nathaniel. <laughs> Nathaniel Pete. Um, Nathaniel Pete, 11 carries, 114 yards. So he's obviously a change of pace back. Um, yeah. But but Austin Jones, yeah, less than four yards a carry. So it's well, been tough sledding. For he him. had a big game against Oregon. Like yeah. he was he was good against Oregon. Twenty carries, hundred yards against Oregon. So really uh, rough game against. Stanford. Yeah, obviously couldn't get anything going at all against uh, against Colorado. So, Nine carries. Yeah, so that would be the guy that you know obviously that we'd uh, or that I personally would be worried about. So yeah, that's that's the guy you expect unless you know. Let me let me. I haven't finished my research on my thing. So sometimes when I see a guy have like far fewer carries in a game. Um, I, I look up like their name plus injury, but nothing's right, coming right. up for that. So, yeah, um, you never know with college teams. I don't really say that is also uh, true. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, yeah, there's a um, let's just OK, we'll get I guess we can get to it in the offense, but <laughs> uh, no, let's just do this live. Uh, so, yeah, I just saw pop up on uh, on on our Slack that Theo Lawson has reported that uh, Jane Delora has tested positive for COVID oh. and will not play in the game. God damn it! Yeah, there and were rumors about that. And he also missed the Apple Cup. <sighs> if he's placed in the 14 day quarantine, but you definitely would if you tested positive. I assume. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless. So you're gonna okay. So right, let's gonna... let's let's back up. Let's back up before we get into this. Yeah. All right. That's when called talked, a teaser, folks. When we no, when we talked about Trevor Lawrence, before we get into, oh no, like what's this mean for the team? Yep. Let's hope that Jaden Delora is okay. Yeah. Um, let's start with I, that. Yeah. Let's start with that. So, um, obviously this this is something that's impacted people negatively quite a bit. Yep. And um, we've talked about how. You know, younger people have had better outcomes, um, and we've seen athletes have it and have you know better outcomes. So hopefully, Jaden, being an eighteen-year-old, very fit individual, um, doesn't have any you know uh, yep. high-risk side effects or anything. Yep. Um, so hopefully, he's okay. Um, but yeah, obviously that that changes things quite a bit for uh, for the Cougs going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. His uh, his health is all that actually matters, but still a bummer from a football perspective. Oh, all right. Well, then should we should we flip it over and talk about the offense? Okay, let's just let's, let's wrap up. Let's let's wrap up the let's wrap up the defense here real quick. All right. Sorry. The, the Cougar defense is not very good. Um, I think Stanford's going to run the ball. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Stanford's going to run the ball fairly, like definitely more like, unless of course WC gets out to a big lead, which would be fantastic. Yes. Um, but uh, I think Stanford's going to pound the rock like more like they did against um, Oregon, just because yeah. uh, you can do that against WSU, I think. And so we'll we'll see. Um, so WSU probably going to have to start stop the run early, um, but you know maybe. Maybe David Shaw's like, hey, I'm just going to throw the ball around, and that's how I'm going to beat the Cougs finally. You know, let's, cause remi- let's remind everyone that the Cougs are four, like, uh, uh, four on a four game winning streak here. So. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like when we had, you know, we had our most success against their big offensive line when we had, 
you know, smaller, quicker guys on the defensive line who could penetrate and disrupt, right? So, like, like we all kind of remember that. Uh, we just don't we we don't have that anymore. I mean, we do no, have smaller we just, guys. Yeah, we we had we had we had our most success when we had any guys who could penetrate and disrupt. Right, <laughs> you know, was... and we don't we don't really seem to have that right now. So, uh, I don't know. I'd I'd be, yeah. I'm I'm not. I'm not real optimistic. The only thing I'm actually optimistic about is uh, I think the over under is like 66 or something. And I'm like over <laughs> like, yeah. like it's uh, I, I'm, this is going to be a shootout. I think with both teams in the thirties. So um, I, yeah, our defense, I, you know, I, I feel reasonably confident that our, that our uh, past defense can hold up. Okay. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm far less confident about, uh, you know, getting mauled by the, by, by Stanford's offensive line. So, and we saw it last week. Um, Oregon's more talented than Stanford is. So there's no doubt about that. So I'm not, um, you know, we looked okay for a half. So maybe, you know, we can find something there or figure something out, but you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if again, we ended up in sort of a first half, second half situation again, where, you know, Stanford's, you know, offense isn't as talented as Oregon's. And so maybe we can, you know, sort of, game plan some things out to hold them in check in the first half. And then, and then the second half is a free for all um, as the, the defensive line wears down, of course, no will Rogers, right? We've, we've lost him. He's transferring. Um, so that's another guy off the defensive line rotation. And then of course you never, you never actually know uh, who's going to play on Saturday until the game starts. And it's like, is that guy playing, you know, cause we, uh, you know, I would assume that Jaden Delora maybe, I mean, maybe he's the only guy with COVID, but I would think it's probably a pretty safe assumption that he's not. So, um, so I don't know. We'll see, see what happens. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I guess we can flip it over, uh, to the offense. Uh, should we take a break and then sure. flip it over to the offense? Yeah, we can do that. All right, we're back. We're back, and we will talk about the Jaden Delora less offense here. <sighs> um, so it's it's kind of harder to uh, make a read on how. Uh, I, I'm one glad I didn't finish uh, writing and publishing this preview already. Like I was hoping. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like um, diving back in there, being like, "Wait a second, I got to revise this." Uh, so. I don't, I honestly don't know who's going to start. I I guess Cam and Cooper, but I, that would be I, my assumption. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, um, and he's definitely not going to have the RPO capability that they've been running heavily with Jaden Delora. Yeah. So I mean, it'd be interesting. Maybe they can still run it with him, and he's not slow. Yeah, I but think he's they not, can still do it. But he's not the you know he's not the speedy guy like. You know, the the natural sort of runner like that right. Delora is right. Um, I am a Jaden has ran out of quite a few sacks this year. One thing I've been bullish on is the lack of QB sacks that are like killing, sorry, killing drives this year. Yep. Um, it's and I don't know if uh, if Cooper has that escapability. Maybe, maybe he can do even better. Maybe he can step up in the pocket a little more or you know, do something different with the ball. Who knows? You know, we, we, we haven't seen him run this offense at all. Um, other than, you know, just some not less than impressive stats from scrimmages. Um, 
it, it it's it's just interesting now. It's, it's incredibly hard to preview a game when you think you have some idea of what the Cougs are doing on offense yeah. after two games. You know, you have some idea of what this quarterback can do, but unfortunately, he comes down with the COVID, and and now uh, now now we're left to just guess. And yeah, I I you, I mean, I I lean towards your guesses, uh, Cam and Cooper. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, well, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Theo didn't report anything about canceling the game yet so hopefully you know that uh, people were um properly distanced from Jaden delora and it doesn't impact um anyone else yeah um yeah well here are the things we know about cam and cooper number like number one we know he's got plenty of arm talent like we yep we know he can throw the ball um and we know that he is uh you know primarily a, a pocket passer uh but he's also not you know he's not necessarily a statue either um I, I but i wouldn't say he's a runner right like like it's sort of like the difference i i think he's probably a little bit of a step up athletically like a slight step up athletically from anthony gordon uh but definitely not the runner that jaden delora is right and one thing that's encouraging, though, so I think there's a couple things. One is I think what we've seen from Rolovich is a a willingness to deviate from uh, any sort of preconceived notions of what the offense has to be and tailoring something to fit the strength of, of the guy who's back there. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, Jesse did a, you know, did a really, you know, neat breakdown on the RPOs and, you know, and our RPOs are not run and shoot plays you know these are not these are not part of the run and shoot offense um these are things that rolovich is incorporating because you know assuming uh he's doing it because it it plays to delora's strengths and things that he can do well so you know with cooper you know maybe we don't see as many of those but maybe we see some other things that Mm -hmm. that you know fit into his skill set uh maybe there's a little bit more incorporation of of a quick passing game um you know i I found it kind of funny the oregon state beat writer was like you know talking about how oregon state didn't get a lot of sacks and was saying well you know washington state has this quick passing game and i'm like the like like no they don't like no they don't very (laughs) vertical yeah they you know delora stands back there and stands back there and stands back there like that's like that's how this goes um because that's the run and shoot you know that's why the the running back's not out in the flat because he's staying in to make sure the quarterback's got time to throw so uh and, and throw it deep so i think um you know it it wouldn't shock me if maybe they try to bring maybe a little bit more of that quick passing stuff just just kind of in uh if that's you know something that you know cooper's been doing for for two years basically heading up to this season so so there's that and um and then the other part is that you know i mean i mean cooper you know i feel i feel pretty confident that cooper's probably a more polished passer than delora is um so so i think that there's there's definitely some opportunity there to throw the ball against what is a bad defense. It is not a good defense. Yeah. It's a bad defense. Um, and that's really... Especially you know, against the pass. Yeah, and Stanford's fortunes the last few years, as they've they've sort of taken a dive, has really been tied to the drop-off in their defense. Um, it's, it's bad. And it, it's about Oregon State quality. If you're like, how bad is it? You know, it's, it's about that bad. So... Um, so there should be opportunities there for the Cougars to, to move the ball and, and hopefully, you know, Cooper's got, got some, uh, got a little bit of a rapport with the receivers having been around the program for a couple of years. So, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that Cooper is, 
you know, going to be better because obviously Delora was starting for a reason. So, uh, but I think there's an opportunity here for, for Cooper. I mean, he's a talented kid, former four-star recruit. Um, You know, there's, there's every reason to think that he can still be successful this weekend. It's not like he's, uh, it's not like he's doing a Peyton Bender in the apple cut for his first start, you know, where it's like, good luck kid. So I I think there's a chance here for him to, to show well, um, even as uh, he's put in a little bit of a tough spot. Yeah, and we saw Delora showed well in his very first start. So it it's you know just because it's a guy's first start doesn't mean he can't play well, especially when they get a softer landing. And and to put some numbers on it, Stanford's given up almost ten yards a pass. Uh-huh. Um, they are giving up uh, oh, five five and a quarter yards a carry, and that's with sacks. And uh, uh, they well they've only. <laughs> They they have one sack in the first two games, um, a big by uh, by uh, Thomas uh, Schaefer, the giant Austrian, six seven three hundred pound Austrian defensive end. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they uh, they have one one sack, so they haven't been getting a ton of pressure. That's one sack on. I mean, truly, they've been run like teams have ran the ball against them. Uh, they've they've faced 84 rushes and 51 dropbacks. So yeah. um, it's even though WC throws the ball like runs the ball more, um, you, especially with Cooper in there, I would think uh, WC's offense is going to lean much more towards the pass. Like the, given that you know it's always one back sets, so you're not going to run with that one back like 25, 30 times. Like that's not going to. It's not going to happen. That poor yep. running back would just be getting destroyed. Would but, be dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, like McIntosh being a guy that I, they obviously don't feel so good about Basile yet or anything. So because um, he's had one one carry for a fumble. And, <laughs> yeah, that know, didn't go great. Wasn't like he probably was getting tackled for a loss on that play. Poor anyway, kid. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but because uh, the center got blown up. But. Um, but yeah, so they, they not, not a good, um, obviously they played a good offense in the first game and I, I don't know how good Colorado's offense is. They, they might've just played a couple bad defenses so far really, but, um, it, so yeah, they, this is not a, not a great, like when you're giving up almost set, like 6.87 yards of play and teams have run the ball so much more than passed it like that, like that's not a good sign for you. No. Like usually, if teams are running the ball, and you're just gonna have lower yards per play just by, by de facto. But when they throw in the ball, still having great success, almost ten yards a pass. Um, given WSU's vertical passing game and the way they use play action quite often, I, I, I feel good about that. Yep. Like be able to yep. um, see Renard Bell and Travell Harris and Jameer Calvin get loose deep. Um, yep. You know, maybe get some big plays and uh, get some quick scoring drives here. Um, uh, and if that happens, you can, you can bet that Stanford will, uh, will put the ball on the ground, uh, to kind of grind some clock out. But, um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I, I'm sure Cooper can make those throws. So if the guy's open, you know, make, maybe, I don't know, maybe doesn't have the deep ball that, um, Delora does, but, I he I, I think overall you would think he has a better kind of arm, but uh, 
you know, one thing we, we have, you know, have been worried about in the scrimmages that he's played in the spring game and stuff is the turnovers. So that's something yeah. that Jaden has not really done. He has one interception and was kind of an arm punt. But other than that, he's done well taking care of the ball. Yeah. Um, so we, I, you got to hope that can continue because um, just we've shown if you can just make the plays that are there with this offense, like you can move the ball. Yep. One thing I've noticed, so I'm, I'm kind of digging into Stanford's situational stats here. Um, they so they've allowed only 32 completions, right? So so you mentioned that you know teams have been running the ball more and then just like passing, like and getting these huge plays. Uh, 12 of the 32 completions have gone for 15 plus yards, Yeesh. and six of the 32 have gone for 25 plus yards. I like the sound. So, of that, man. Yeah, so you've got uh, about 20% of their plays, uh, 20% of their pass completions going for 25-plus yards. Um, that's quite bad. Uh, so there's, so we got that going for us. Um, yeah, they, they've been, gosh, they've, they've, been, they've been terrible. Terrible. Ugh. And, so, and we know a bad defense when we see one. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So maybe, maybe all that's needed here is for a team that, likes to throw because the first two teams they played Oregon and Colorado um I'm gonna so I I feel like we know Oregon pretty well at this point under Mario mm -hmm. Cristobal and, and they are a physical physical team like that's that's their goal is to be physical they're gonna run the ball they're gonna slam you they're, they're just gonna hit you like a sledgehammer for a while um but also you know kind of use some spread concepts to get the ball into into open spaces at time to time from time to time throwing it uh, Colorado, I'm not as familiar with, but I do know this. I do know Carl Durrell yes. from when he was at UCLA. And I do know that he spent, you know, the last 10 years or whatever in the NFL. Um, and so he's obviously going to lean conservative as well. Um, yeah, Jarek Broussard from, from the Buffs already has 58 carries in two yep, games this yep. year. Yep. So these are two offenses that are going to lean run whether the defense wants it to or not like like they're just going to run the ball as a matter of purpose as a matter of philosophy um so i'm i am curious uh how stanford's defense is going to perform against a pass first team that is not going to run the ball just as a matter of you know philosophical uh you know establishment i guess i don't know if that makes sense but um yeah. you know maybe so are we are we able to take advantage i mean i don't expect we're going to get 10 yards per play that would be that would be a lot um, but you know, if we're throwing the ball 45 times, is that gonna, or 40 times, is that, are we still going to get, uh, you know, eight and a half yards per attempt mm -hmm. or nine yeah. yards per attempt, you know, something I mean, like that. that, would that would, right. Like <laughs> that would be super excellent still. Um, you know, are, are they going to be able to get something like eight or better, uh, even if they're throwing the ball 45 times, or is it a matter of, uh, you know, play action pass, you know, leading to some explosives. So I don't know. Curious. Uh, interested to see and uh, but I think there's a real opportunity there for the Cougs to to uh, pile up pile up a lot of points yeah so uh Cam and Cooper lights are on big show um, yeah you're up man in this weird uh you know world we're living in um you know you it you know this is just something that happens you know players are out for COVID and we hope that Jaden's okay um, okay, let's get into uh, predictions, which I feel, you know, a little more wary, but hey, we never know what we're talking about anyway. 
So, uh, Jeff, as always, you do the honors and go first. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, high scoring. Uh, I think it's. I think both teams are going to end up in the 30s. Um, I think that WSU, uh, you know, we, we've sort of talked about this before. Like, sometimes I think that a team just sort of has another team's number, and um, it is what it is until it's not. And since it hasn't been yet, I'm going to keep going with the Cougs. <laughs> like, so I'm going to go – I'm going to say WSU 38, Stanford 35. All right. Be some big numbers for Cameron's first uh, first game. Yeah, there. I think so. Okay, and let's let's even go one more. Let's let's go like uh, peg peg the passing yards. I'm gonna go three seventy five. Ooh, three seventy five, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. All right, so he's gonna throw some picks. Um, I guess we can leave that burn that bridge. He gets there if he, if he has a big game like them, you know. If, if Cameron comes and has a couple big games and went, then where are you at? You know? Um, but, uh, you're, you're uh, looking at a, you're looking at a quarterback battle heading into next season. I think sounds huh? pretty good. That's what Mike yeah. Leach always loves. Yeah, right? let's um, do it. yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, um, I'm going to go. So I, I do think Stanford will try to kind of assert themselves physically, which might shorten the game a tad, uh, WSU does tend to have longer possessions in terms of minutes, um, even when they're kind of like five or six play possessions. Though I've noticed they just take a lot more time off the clock lately because you know more of those plays are runs, and and uh, so I, I I'm gonna go a little bit lower just based on possessions, and I'll say uh, Cougs 34, Stanford uh, 31, um, and then I'll say. Uh, I'll go like, let's go three twenty and three touchdowns with, uh, one pick for Cooper. Um, and I think that, you know, I think Macintosh will have a nice game, maybe get about, maybe, you know, hit a hundred again. And so they will be, they will be up there with some nice offensive numbers. Yeah. I like that. Those both, that sounds good. I, yeah, I think a win sounds good. Just get yes. a win. And, yes. uh, of course, uh, get well, Jaden DeWora. Well, Jane. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you're one of those uh, very minimal symptoms and, and yeah. um, recover Gosh. nicely. And I hope hopefully no one else is impacted <sighs> as well. I know. Man. Terrible. Ugh. Ugh. All right. All right, man. Okay. Feel well, good. We did it under 40 minutes. Good job, team. Um, yeah. So High go ahead and uh, subscribe. Rate us five stars. Leave a nice comment. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Pod versus Everyone for Jeff and at the Craig Powers for me. Yeah. Um, if you have any comments, questions, podcast vs everyone at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and that's that's all. There it is. All right. Go Kooks, Craig. Go Kooks. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter.